Welcome to Business Talk Sister Crack. I'm Becca, and today's podcast episode title is What is a Business Valuation? And if you missed the first podcast episode with Bob Palmquist last week, we covered how much is a business worth, and he is back with me today. Thanks so much for being with me. You're welcome. Glad to be back. <laughs> uh, Bob has done business valuation for quite some time, and you've been with Northspan for over 30 years. That's correct. And wow, and I'm so excited to have him back because this whole knowledge transfer thing of um, people who are looking to see retirement in in view, they have so much knowledge to share. (laughs) So I'm so happy to have you back with me. Um, This week, my first question for you is about reputation of a business. And does that have anything to do with the valuation process? Because... I was just wondering a little bit about that. I know we talked a little bit last week, but I probably don't get into a, you know a really big piece of um, reputation. But I mean, it, it does come into play, kind of big picture wise. Um, you know, if a business has a good reputation, they've they're experiencing uh, good growth, um, uh, a good level of business, uh, they're going to continue to grow. Uh, and also, um, if a seller does want to put that business up. I mean, uh, the business owner wants to put that up for for sale. Uh, you know, obviously, a business with a with a good reputation is more marketable than one that isn't. Right. Okay. So now I want to get into like the true nuts and bolts of valuation because I think that I just got too excited and skipped over it. <laughs> so what goes into that process, and and why do people typically say I need to get this done? Well, there's a lot of reasons for getting a business valuation. Um, you know, obvious one would be uh, wanting to know what the value of the business is because you're thinking about selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be wanting to sell some stock of the business to a family member or another individual, and you want to know what that's worth. Uh, you may be uh, wanting to update your buy-sell agreements with your uh, with their partner if you've got a partner, mm-hmm. and um, you need to know what the value is uh, for um, updating those agreements. Yeah. So, what's the difference between getting like an independent third party and just doing it yourself? Um, getting an independent third party um, valuation, you're getting um, you know somebody that's not influenced. Uh, it's not biased um, mm-hmm. uh, type of a value, obviously. If you were to have a buyer and a seller of a business to determine what it, what the value of the business was, uh, the seller's going to make sure it's high, and the, the mm-hmm. and the buyer wants to make sure it's low. Mm-hmm. The interesting part about what um, fair market value is in a business valuation is it's it's what a willing buyer and a willing seller agree to. Yeah, so, so it's not even like, and that was the question I was thinking. Like, this is a little bit different than the housing market in some ways because it's like. You can do like price comps, right, on different places around. We we can do that. We we subscribe to um, industry data or oh, okay. uh, or, or data that mm-hmm. uh, is uh, provided to um, uh, business valuation professionals uh, that tracks um, statistically the sale of businesses in different industries. So we, by industry code. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure that's really helpful. So, yeah, we, we do, you know, much like um, real estate appraisers, we'll look at, there's three different approaches that we look at 
um, in uh, developing our, our value. Uh, you know, the, what are the assets worth? Um, what's the business worth based on the in income being mm -hmm. generated from it? And uh, the market approach, what have others like businesses sold for? Okay. So what are the other reasons that someone would want to get a valuation done besides um, just changes within structure and selling and stuff? Oh, let's see. Um, I've actually had uh, had to do a, a comprehensive report one time for um, a b business where the owner had passed away mm. and the estate had to value the business for the IRS. Oh. And so it's done for tax purposes as well as estate planning. Um, yeah, there's lots of different reasons. Uh, divorce um, between a husband and a wife and um, they want to know what the values of the assets are hmm. in mm -hmm. that household. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And do people ever do that when they're getting ready to take out, say, like a loan for a business expansion ever? Uh, I forgot to mention about uh, financing. We don't normally um, do valuations for uh, on a business for a, a lender unless it's been a um, it's an acquisition or a, pr oh, okay. a purchase transaction. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's really helpful information to know. So, how are businesses valuations typically done? Like, how do you start? What is the process? And and what do you do afterwards? Well, normally we sit down with the business owner that's expressed interest and find out, you know, what is, what's their need, what's their situation. And um, that gives us an idea as to, um, you know, why is, you know, why do they need the business valuation? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, the value is going to be different. Um, the value is going to be the value. But it, it lets us know what the situation is. Is is there an opportunity to assist this business in other ways? Um, do, do they need help uh, planning for uh, their business succession, mm -hmm. um, or you know any other needs? Um, it all you know again it could be a, a number of different motive, motivations or motives for having uh, a business valuation done. Then we, we lay out, um, they want to know what the cost is. We lay out the cost based on the type of report that they want. And uh, in some cases, we may even have some resources to help cover the cost um, for that business owner, the cost of that valuation. Yeah, well, and I think that right now, especially for a lot of um, people who are looking to retire, is a great time to get that done because from what I've heard, a lot of places, a lot of states um, are offering like so, almost like a, a grant to help pay for those valuation costs because they want to keep those businesses moving to the next generation. Well, I know at the Northspan Group, we did get, um, we, we got a uh, USDA Rural Development Grant uh, a couple of years ago, a Blandon mm, Foundation mm -hmm. Grant. And we've also gotten uh, a, a support from the Iron Range Resources um, Board for um, helping underwrite some of the costs of, right. of business valuations. Well, and that's a really good tip for anyone looking to do that in the future. And if you're preparing, um, definitely check out what programs are available within your state because there may be a way to do it even cheaper than you realize. So uh, why do people get business valuations um, typically quietly? I know we talked a little bit about it before, but um, do you think that there's some tips on that that you have for if you're thinking about getting ready for evaluation, here's how I would go about it? Well, I know a lot of business owners are really concerned about 
um, the confidentiality of, of getting a, a business valuation done, um, especially if it's going to be used for uh, for a lot of different reasons. But the most common would, one would be is if they're thinking about putting the business up for sale, they want to you know maybe um, make sure that it, they aren't alarming their employees or or um, putting any um, primary customers uh, at uh, um, uneasy, an uneasy situation that they might might uh, be uh, losing a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say that most of the business owners that we work with are always uh, worried about and are not worried about, but concerned that the process that they go through is is confidential. And um, you know, we always approach it that way. Okay. Yeah. So what is the amount of time that a business has been around a factor its valuation? Yeah, it does, it, it does make a difference. Um, primarily, though, if it's, it's a really new business and it doesn't have much of a track record, let's say it's been in business for less than two years. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, it's pretty hard to um, come up with good trends. Uh, you know, the first year or two may not have even been profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really difficult to... Um, value those types of businesses. A business that's been, um, I would say, around for five or more years is, is a much, uh, it's got uh, better information available. Mm-hmm. Information is going to be, be more uh, meaningful for doing a business valuation. Yeah, okay. So if someone's getting ready to uh, go do a business valuation, what do you think, like right out of the way, what do they need to have organized and ready to go? Right. You know, we're wanting to know a little bit of the history. Well, we want to know the history of the business, description of the business. What do they do? Uh, where did they start? Where, you know, where have they been and where are they going? Okay. Um, so, you know, we get a, a good sense of, of that business. We're going to want to see three to five years of financial statements. Okay. Um, because the thing that really drives the value of a business valuation is going to be the income generated by that business. So I rely, I mean, uh, the income approach really is uh, very impactful in, and is going to re, um, be the leading method that's going to determine the value of that business. Um, we're, we're wanting to see um, uh, if they've had uh, any, um, if they've sold stock in the business, had any stock transactions in, in, the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Most, most of the time they haven't. It's... Um, have there been uh, any other valuations that have been done and for what purposes? So we're really trying to get the lay of the land. Um, if they have uh, a sizable amount of uh, assets, fixed assets like equipment or real estate, have they been recently appraised? Oh, um, so that's something most people have to do before even getting to this point? They don't have to. Um, the, th- the thing that, if I, I get to the point where I believe the value of the fixed assets are going to be the driving force between, uh, behind uh, the value of the business, then yes, I'm wanting to know what, you know, it might behoove them to get an opinion of value or, a, or an actual appraisal okay. on their fixed assets. We're not a real estate appraiser. Uh, we're, uh, we're bigger picture. We, we look at what the value of the business is. Um, from uh, as a whole, not not just what what is the uh, fixed assets worth. Okay, no, that's good to know. And another question I had while we were going through this, I was like, oh man, because you keep mentioning 
like the stock of a business, does the type of business filing that they have make a big difference? Well, it it, it may from a perspective of um, what again what the purpose of the business is. I, I deal with you know LLCs, sole you know sole, sole proprietors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have stock. You know, it's hundred percent owned by the by the uh, the business owner. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, um, subchapter S corporations, C corporations. Now those are going to have stock. They have so much authorized stock out there and outstanding stock. Many times, if there's multiple owners out there, I'm being asked to, uh, va- you know, get a value and equate that value back to stock. What's each share of stock worth? Okay. And we can do that. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I've never thought about that aspect before of like putting a dollar number on it, and. Probably because most people don't talk about that as like people actually own stock. It's just privately owned instead of publicly traded. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on publicly traded stock, it's easy to find out what that stock's worth, but it, you know, it changes on a daily basis. And Right. Um, and when we do business valuations, we're doing it as, a, as an effective date. Let's say the last um, financial statement we get is for December 31st for 2021 mm-hmm. and somebody comes to us and wants a, a business valuation done today we're not going to do it as of you know the end of end of April or, mm-hmm. or beginning of uh, May uh, we're going to do it as of December 31st 2021 right because that's when you have all the data to right. say this right. is exactly what it was worth at this point in time correct mm-hmm. yeah I also like to get you know if a business does uh, anything forward-looking like projections or budgets? Okay. I'd like to get those too to uh, mm-hmm. understand what their expectations are for future growth. Okay. Yeah, and I think each person's like perspective on how their future growth can go, depending on what they're doing, can be. That's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> right. I don't. Um, you know, there aren't too many businesses that I that I work with that um, we've provided. Uh, valuations for that have budgeted more than one year out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that's good to know. So um, what are the most important things you recommend a business owner have organized and maintained over the lifetime of their business to ensure that they're not disappointed when it comes to a business valuation? Well, I think is keeping uh, good records as far as, um, you know, financial records, Mm -hmm. making sure your taxes are uh, are up to date, uh, your tax returns are filed, timely and they're up to date mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, you know other information it's good to know um, who your who are your customers what's the mix of your customers do you have any are you reliant on one primary customer is there a, a concentration risk there oh okay yeah. so like diversity of who you serve is right. really important right okay and we'll also like to look at you know what kinds of uh, you know how um Receivables? Do they carry? Uh, do they do a good job of of collecting on those receivables? Uh, you know, a lot of I have a lender background, and you know, a lot of what I do and I analyze the financial statements for a business valuation. Um, a lot of what I learned when I was a lender and analyzing financial statements really has uh, been helpful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to dig into accounts receivable just a little bit because I think a lot of people don't even think about that part of their business. What um, Do you have any kind of healthy numbers of like, this is what I see is really good and it's okay to, like, 
um, write off bad debt of this much annually or anything like Because I think most people don't even know that they could probably write off bad debt and or even know what it is. You know, I, I think it's uh, important for a business to have uh, a good um, policy in place for how do they handle uh, receivables that are getting old. And you get to the point where you've pretty much identified them as being uh, not collectible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to write those off. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. not just keep them on your books and be like, such and such owes us 25 bucks from like five years ago. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and, yeah. you know, and that happens in business. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to have an account that's not going to pay and you can't collect on it and you have to write it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but we look at trends. I mean, you don't want to see it as being an increasing trend because then you start wondering if maybe they should not be, you know, uh, uh, providing um, terms or credit to mm-hmm. certain customers. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's really helpful information. And from a third-party uh, independent perspective, what is something that you just wish more business owners knew, like right at the at the start of their business when they get it going? What would you say, man, I wish people would start here because it would make things a lot easier later on? As far as having information available or, or just how they manage their, their business? Both, both. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I think it's still, you know, I rely a lot on the financial information. Okay. So I just want to make sure that they have their financial information, uh, you know, uh, in hand. Uh, um, It's in in good, presentable uh, shape. Mm -hmm. And not just for me, but if they are looking at selling their business later on, if they can provide that to to a potential buyer. Okay. Like keeping receipts, making sure you're balancing your accounts, right? Yeah, I, I, I think it's 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 good that they they keep good good records, mm-hmm. good accounting records. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's really great information, and I want to make sure that we get into the gawk portion of this episode. Uh, but I had uh, one more question for you in regards to what do you think is like the future of because we've been talking about boomers retiring and getting valuations what do you think is going to happen well it's uh it's interesting uh i I have a feeling that anybody that's in doing business valuations is going to be buried with work soon uh they (laughs) call you know a term that's that that's being used out there is the silver tsunami yeah right Mm -hmm. and uh, I know there were numbers that were thrown out there, $10 trillion worth of wealth transfer uh, being, you know, expected in the next decade. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're starting to see that now. I mean, um, our, um, our firm is busy doing business valuations. Most of them are for uh, either um, supporting acquisition financing for the business or providing some support for a business owner that's looking at uh, doing succession planning mm-hmm. uh, for their business. And so uh, it's the, you know, the, the trends that are out there are, are uh, you know, it's the business appraisers out there are going to have plenty of work. <laughs> That's um, not going away yeah. soon. <laughs> now, the issue would be, um, given the fact that there's going to be a lot of businesses available for sale, mm-hmm. there may not be as many buyers out there. Right. Yeah. So um, one, of the, one of the topics that has come up recently with, um, within our industry has been, uh, the valuation industry, is that the fact, uh, you know, um, these businesses may have value, but there's going to be a lot of competition for mm-hmm. uh, businesses that you can, you can acquire. Okay, yeah. And so 
uh, marketability is going to be a, a, a big part to selling your business, making it as attractive and marketable as you can. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do think that as well. Like one of my friends and I were talking and I was like, man, it is the best time in the world to be a young entrepreneur because you have the pick of like businesses, but you're like in business over 25 years, ready to get on the market. You can start something new. Like there's so many options that it's like any kind of low risk way to get in. There's a lot available. Right. And right now, uh, you know, if if you were to look at bank, even bank financing, you've got uh, um, the bank lenders are pretty open to uh, offering uh, offering loans for business acquisitions. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how can people find you? I want to make sure that it gets in this episode. They can uh, They can find my contact information at the uh, Northspan Group's um, uh, website, which is uh, northspan.org. And, uh, yeah, just uh, click on who we are and... I, uh, you know, our staff pops up. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. And I want to transition now into the gawk portion of this episode. And I'm really excited about it because it has to do with your truck. And I've been like thinking about this for a while, like, mm, what are you going to tell me? So tell me a story. Well, and this is just, this is pretty recent. This was just this last weekend. You know, I think everybody likes robins, right? <laughs> like you know, they're, they're like n- the bird? They're nice birds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're usually a sign of spring. And when you're up in Northern Minnesota, like like we are, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a sign. Of, you know, it's a sign of spring. I've always liked robins up until this last week. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I came out on Saturday morning and found that there must have been half a dozen robins sitting on my truck, deciding to poop. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> lot, lots of uh, a lot of a lot of bird droppings on my on my truck to the point where I actually had to go out and wash it. Oh wow! And I was a little disappointed that the black plastic on my on my mirror was actually discolored after I, I washed really? it. So now I'm trying to figure out. What are you out. feeding your robins? <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're well fed and there's a lot of them. I think I've seen a dozen of them at one time Okay. in, in our yard. But um, on Monday morning I came out and again, several dro- droppings on my on my mirror. And I, so I went in, grabbed a bucket of water and soap, cleaned it off, went back in, grabbed my cup of coffee, uh, before I was heading to work, and within that three to four minute period of time, three more bird droppings oh on the goodness. same spot. What kind of trees do you have by your house? <laughs> I, I have lots of trees, okay. but my dilemma is, you know, I like robins, but boy, how do I deter them from doing you get what some they're owls. doing? <laughs> get some owls put up in different yeah, places. <laughs> I don't know. So that's that, that's my dilemma. I'll have to look that up on Google or something. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I have really enjoyed this conversation. It's been super fun. And if you missed the first one as a listener, you should go back and listen to it. And next week, I'm going to be getting into how to prepare your business for investors with another guest that you are really not going to want to miss. And if you enjoyed this episode, give it a review on Spotify. I will see you next week.